good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 4-28-2017. My name is Jan Johnson. I'm a member of the CASA board, and with me is Alex Clark. Alex Clark, what is your actual title, Alex? Um, I, I have adopted executive director. Oh, right. Okay. I feel like that, that rolls off the tongue a lot better. Okay. CEO or executive director is appropriate. Okay. All right. But, um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, welcome, Alex Clark, the director of uh, executive, executive director, executive, executive director. director of CASA. Yeah. Um, so I had to get that out of the way because new people are listening to the show, but we do this every week. So what's new and exciting this week, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I spent the entire day in New York City yesterday okay. um, at, at City Hall. Uh, there was a, a Committee on Health hearing regarding a package of ordinances that were uh, introduced, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And um, they predominantly deal with uh, other tobacco and um, and cigarette sales okay. in the city. Um, actually, it's I'm getting confused now between <clears throat> San Francisco and New York City, which says a lot. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a but... there's a tobacco products definition in in, in both cities, and it's um, pretty similar. Uh, well, the tobacco products definition in San Francisco includes vapor products. Okay. Uh, it does not include vapor products in New York. That's okay. where I'm getting tripped up. But um, so I, anyway, I'm, I'm going to confuse everybody if I keep trying to work this out. But okay. um, it suffice it to say um, there are a, a couple of bills that sort of, you know, vaping gets caught up in because okay. of things like a smoke the smoking definition and um you know new york's indoor clean air law right. um, there are uh, ordinances that will prohibit smoking in uh, common areas of um i guess city-owned housing um and uh, uh there was something about um there's a bill that would I, I think require landlords to uh, uh, develop some sort of smoke-free policy for their uh, for their buildings. Um, which, if you're not familiar with New York, I mean, everybody lives in an apartment, or you know, I guess the fancy apartments are called condos, uh, mm -hmm. or just straight-up luxury apartments. Um, <clears throat> but you know, smoking is uh, vaping is included in smoking, unless I guess they make a distinction. But uh, it's kind of hard to do that when the law, you know, when there's a law, um, it's also ridiculous to do it because you know no one's really going to know that yeah. you're vaping. Um, so, <clears throat> but the most important thing, you know, what what we were there to oppose, uh, it's actually. I think there were four ordinances that I had identified that that Kassar would would have 
just either straight up opposition to or uh, otherwise some concerns uh, and specific recommendations. And um, the one bill, the, the, the one that we're, that we're really concerned about is um, intro uh, 1532. Okay. And this is the this is the ordinance that would set a licensing cap oh, yes. on the number of e-cigarette retail licenses that the city would issue. Yes. And so it does this by saying, you know, once this becomes law, <clears throat> everybody has 90 days to mm-hmm. apply for this e-cigarette retailer license. And after that 90 days, no more licenses will be issued. Right. Um, and then selling your business is also incredibly difficult selling that license is 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 very difficult um and this is not i i'm I'm not fully versed on the the law in new york city and how this works it's it seems to me a bit onerous but um there is a, a um a section in the new york city administrative code that um you know requires and this is for certain regulated um, regulated industries like alcohol, tobacco. <clears throat> I assume there's some other stuff in there that, that they would require this for, but, um, you know, if you're going to, whoever's going to take over a business and you're going to purchase 10% or more of, of that business, you, mm-hmm. you, uh, I, I can't exactly, I don't know. It's, it's complicated, okay. <laughs> but it, it is a complicated process and it, it makes selling the license very difficult. And right. not only that, but the license is for that location and that business only. Right. So, you know, if, if, you know, Joe blows vapor shop is on, you know, one, two, three fake street in Brooklyn. <laughs> and that turns out to be kind of a crappy location. And the next owner comes along and says, well, I've got a better location. I just need a license. Mm-hmm. He's out of luck because yeah. the license is only good for that one, two, three fake street. Right. And he can't apply for a new license in a different location. So um, it, it, it actually, and you know, it devalues, I mean, auto, right away, it automatically devalues the license yeah. um, and, and, and can have a really bad impact on the businesses. And mm-hmm. from our perspective, from the consumer perspective, right. it, it stops the, the growth of, of, of vapor shops in New York City. And um, there was actually um, there was a spike and um, Cheryl Richter um, right were there from the New York state vapor association and mm-hmm. they brought some statistics. And I think there's like 160 vapor shops mm-hmm. in the New York city in, in New York city. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that's compared to, I think, uh, close to 9,000 cigarette retailers. Wow. Just let that sink in. Um, so, um, <laughs> Or I, maybe it was 200. I can't remember how many it's it, but it's not many It's it, you know, for a city with, um, you know, something like 8 million residents, right. uh, 900,000 of which are smokers, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple hundred vape shops really isn't that much. And sure. so, you know, right out of the gate, uh, vapor shops are, are poorly represented compared mm-hmm. to 
all of the you know bodegas and gas stations and grocery stores and sure. Walgreens and Rite Aids and Dwayne Reeds that you can go to and get a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, and you know the 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 points that uh, I was arguing was you know denying people, limiting people's access to vapor shops is denying them access to a um a, a peer-to-peer support network that's developed mm-hmm. around the vape shop and yeah. and that's um that that has a i think a pretty that will have a devastating effect on uh people's ability to to get you know to, to completely transition to a smoke-free product um yeah. and also for some people to to stick with it so um i i hope that uh and by the time I, I was like, I was on the last panel, <laughs> which, so just to give you some, you know, idea, <clears throat> um, you know, this meeting started, this hearing started at, at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I didn't sit on the panel until close to four o'clock. Wow. Um, and there's no, there's no lunch break. You know, you can get up and go to the bathroom. You, you can get up and leave if you want. Right. But, you know, you got to go in and out of security and yeah um sounds fun (laughs) yeah it was interesting um and you know some of the usual suspects were there some names that i recognize from um you know heart cancer tobacco free kids the body Um, parts groups (laughs) yeah the body parts um the body parts gang was there (laughs) and um there was also a a new york uh, actually there was somebody there from action on smoking and health wow um, which I believe Greg had turned to me and was like, I haven't seen these guys ever testify. Apparently, you know, yeah. they don't, they don't really surface that often. Um, and, and this person was clearly not very experienced in testifying, but, um, I guess the, just the, the sheer weight of <laughs> the, yeah. the ordinances that were introduced inspired Ash to come out, um, and uh, my favorite presentation of the afternoon was from uh, a New York City group. I can't remember their name, but uh, they they were uh, w- one of the ordinances that's being that's introduced is uh, it pr- it prohibits smoking and vaping, uh, or maybe it's I don't know. Actually, I don't know if vaping was included, so we'll just stick with smoking. It prohibits smoking in cars where uh, a person under the age of eight is present okay um and uh there was actually some interesting arguments uh, a, a new york city uh assembly sorry a new york state assembly member uh spoke and i believe he has a bill that would prohibit smoking in cars where someone under the age of 14 is present wow. um and uh so yeah it, it was some back and forth there's some very interesting points raised about this and, um, but I, I'll, I'll start with the display that was offered, you know, you can bring in props into New York city committee hearings and, uh, okay. they had this toy car, um, okay. you know, about the size of a, like a rugby ball right. and it had the led lights on the inside of the car. Okay. Uh, they were just static lights. I don't know why they didn't move, but they were there to symbolize smoke moving around the car the interior of the car and then she had a a baby doll with the baby's lungs on the outside of its body well that's uh it was 
memorable. It was, it was bizarre. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 I wish I would have had the guts to get up and take a picture of it, and, but I just had to. Uh, I guess I would have been stunned. I mean, and I, whenever you see these these ordinances, I, I always want like these hearings. I, I always wind up stunned with the children that get paraded in. Uh, one time, I saw a woman bring her child in um, wearing a gas mask. Nice. Yeah, that was. I didn't know they sold them that small. So that was <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Well, I, you know, there was a couple of times I thought, I thought the kids were going to be trotted out. Um, but I think there were, um, there were children that showed up, but they weren't, they weren't being used as props. They were, uh, I think it was probably one of those like class trips to city hall kind of thing. And, you know, here's a committee hearing. This is where laws get made. So um, there was a, there was a group of children that showed up and stand, stood in the back and said hi and then left. Um, so that, <laughs> but there was no, like, there was no testimony from teenagers or, or anything, oh. um, exploitative like that. That's good. Um, there was a group of students from Pace University that, that testified and they were actually, um, I, I, I think they were, uh what was the name of the class it was like some environmental policy class and um it was it was three students and their professor pace mm -hmm. university is right across the street from um city hall um okay. and part of their their work in school um they had uh developed a uh, an initiative that is actually introduced in albany um but it criminalizes uh, possession of uh, tobacco products for anyone under the age of 21. And so wow. right now, as the law stands in New York, uh, it's, it's, it's illegal for a retailer to sell tobacco products and vapor products to anyone under the age of 21. Right. But possession and use is not criminalized. So, um, you know, just as we had had said back when, tobacco 21 was being passed in new york city was you know you can just hop across the river to new jersey if you're you know over 19 yeah. and purchase stuff and actually if this price floor gets passed in new york city mm -hmm. uh, which will raise the cost of a pack of cigarettes up to 13 dollars at a minimum um, it now becomes worth it to uh you know right now i think um well, it's currently worth it now. If you live in Manhattan um, along the path train, it, the, mm -hmm. the path, a ride on the path will cost you like five bucks round trip. Right. And, and that's, you can get right to Hoboken that way. Nice. Um, and I don't know what cigarette prices are in Hoboken, but, you know, in New Jersey, it's $8 okay. typically. So that's it's kind of, it's kind of worth it. It's worth yeah. it for people to take the train over here yeah, and is. pick up a carton of cigarettes. Mm -hmm. um so you know it's it's already worth it and of course there was lots lots of testimony yesterday from the convenience store guys um you know the convenience store guys the bodega guys um yeah. and, and some other interesting stuff we'll get to but um there was several city council members were getting into um the you know the underground markets in 
um, in in New York City and how you know they they're they're all very conscious of it. Um, really? And and yeah, oh, they're all aware of it. I I actually sent out a, I, I tweeted when I think it's is it council member is it Peter Koo? Um, he was the first one to talk about it, and he he just he went on. I mean, he was not happy about this price floor nonsense as right. he said he said you know he's like why why am i going to go to the store and spend 13 dollars on a pack of cigarettes when right now like i know in my neighborhood he, he was from flushing he right. said i i know i can walk out on the street and get a pack of cigarettes for eight bucks from just you know, some guy on the street so like why would i bother you know it's you know, it's, it's insane this stuff just brings to mind eric garner oh yeah this sort of thing just you know it, it... <laughs> When I think about what happened to him for selling Lucy cigarettes, I, I'm just floored. And if you don't think criminalizing possession for under 21s will cause this sort of thing to go up, you're out of your mind. You're creating criminals out of normal people. Yeah, I'm sure if if city council seriously considers that, the same voices that were opposed to uh, smoking in cars will will come back up criminalizing possession would be a huge deal in new york city um and uh yeah it was it was it was people were very vocal about the smoking in cars uh audrey silk actually brought this up uh former nypd she said you know this this just gives cops one more reason to pull over minorities um and, and 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 you know you know whatever um and you can't, you know, if you're a cop and you see somebody smoking, <clears throat> I mean, an eight-year-old, they're they're not all tall. No. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're not, if you're, if you're riding behind a, a car and you think, oh, that, what, what, I mean, what's the, what's the indication to you other than those goofy stick figure, stick figure family stickers or, you know, baby on board, like... <laughs> what's your indication or it's a minivan you know what what's telling you that the person smoking in that car probably has an eight-year-old or under as a passenger i mean yeah. you know it's so it's it's just sort of it gives it gives the police uh department one more reason to pull over um you know somebody they think they need to profile or, or jam up or whatever i you know right. profiling is illegal but we all know what happens. So, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, there was a lot of opposition to that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, well, and yeah, and people still uh, sell Lucy's in New York. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, Audrey Silk is from the group NYC Clash. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they're primarily a smoker's rights group. I just thought I would tell people, I, not that people don't, we know who Audrey is, but maybe not everyone does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Audrey did a, I think she did. She was featured in a piece on. I don't know if it was Vice. Um, she grows her own tobacco. Yes, she does. In, I've in, I've had Audrey Audrey Silk's been on here before. Nice. Yeah. Um. She's she's amazing. She yeah. really is. Um. Yeah. She does. She grows her own. She. Uh, and uh, it was. She lives. She lives in it, Brooklyn too. It's, yeah. It's, was she, <laughs> was that the story where she was standing in the park smoking? Uh, at the beginning, and she tells you that this is unbelievably illegal in New York. What I'm doing right now could get me arrested. 
probably. Yeah, that that was voice. Um, she wrote a really interesting piece about um, Bill de Blasio harassing smokers for the Huffington Post last week too, as well. Yeah, so, it's yeah. worth a, it's worth a read. It's several of the points that she made in that article um, were were things that that city council members shared um, yeah. in opposition to these yeah. bills. So, at some um, point, at some point, these things do go too far. <laughs> yeah, and and New York is is an excellent example. I mean, they've already reached the point of diminishing returns with their existing price floor. Um, in, in that, you know, everything is, 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 you know, over, over half the cigarettes sold in the city are sold on the underground market. So, sure. um, you know, I, it's just kind of insane that they would raise that any higher. Um, and you know, it, there's just, yeah. So anyway, I, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, the ordinances and how they affect smoking, but you know, our, um, the, the, the other things that I, I actually did not speak about since there, there were 45 people signed up to, um, to speak at the hearing, not, not 45 people in opposition, but 45 people total. Right. Um, and I, I, I do have to credit the, 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 the committee, um, they kind of put you on panels of, of, you know, four or five, six at times. Uh, and they they sort of hear uh, uh, support for the bills, and then they hear opposition, okay. and then they they go back and forth. So um, both sides seem to have uh, kind of it, both sides had pretty much ended up with equal time, yeah. uh, which was which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I you know it, it's, it's certainly I, I think. Uh, advocates in New York, I know that the, the New York Vapor Association um, had, you know, requested a meeting with Bill, um, primary bills, the, the bill's primary sponsors. They mm-hmm. wanted to present, you know, science and, and studies and stuff to them. Right. Uh, and uh, the, the, they never heard back from the bill sponsors. <laughs> so, um, you know, you have equal time in the committee hearing, but maybe not so much outside of you know and these are people who you know they're these are some of you know the new york state vapor association people some of them you know these these are their their council members mm-hmm. um, and, and 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 the council their their representatives should be listening to them so yes. um it was disappointing to hear but uh not all that unpredictable <laughs> so um but that's that. I don't have any information on next steps. This was just a hearing. No action was taken. Okay. Um, uh, this was just, you know, whatever. Um, so we'll be sure to follow that. Uh, you know, it, obviously it's New York City. Policies set in New York City tend to um, reverberate throughout the country. Yes, and, they do. Um, yeah. Um, and while we're at the, the municipal level, uh, the San Francisco flavor ban, uh, the language for that has been posted okay. on the, the, the city website. Um, okay. That's horrible. I think that's enough <laughs> to say about that. Well, well okay. Much. Flavor ban, horrible. I, that, I agree. Yeah. I, I don't know how much more we need to go into that. That'll no. pretty much put, put vaping out of business in San Francisco. Yeah, if you, you read it for yourself, you'll be horrified. Yeah, so it you know it's and there have been I know that during the indoor clean air law, 
Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, there was some participation, some weird participation, especially from the pot folks. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I, I just don't, I don't have my finger on the pulse of San Francisco, but I really, you know, if, if you're in the Bay Area and you listen to this or follow Casaw at all, um, that's we need to. I, I don't know. Yeah, we need to work with you and and try to help get people motivated because this is unacceptable. Um, you know, we've got Jennifer Berger Coleman is in the area, so um, you know she's going to be working on things. Um, you know, to to bring some opposing voices to to whatever hearing, um, and 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 try to get people you know organized and talking to to um, city supervisors. Right. Um, but. Uh, yeah, there just needs to be more participation in San Francisco. It's you know, I, I understand, you know, after years of just sort of getting kicked in the teeth, I, I can understand why people are just sort of cynical and generally not motivated to engage with government. But, you know, we, we still um, you know, I, I think we're gonna discover some new voices in this in this in this conversation and, and sure. we need to we need to rally behind it. Well, I mean, I don't think it's so much that. I know you think it's that and I kind of agree with you, but I think um smokers and to another degree vapors because most of us were smokers they're just kind of calm chilled out kind of people do you know what i mean they don't seek to hurt anybody and they don't think that anybody's going to hurt them um psychologically i think this is just difficult you know it, it was it was hard for me when i went to testify in venice it was really hard that's not something you want to do but you have to yeah so um that's that there's also uh i I think we already talked about this but there's several communities uh in in california that are looking at flavor bands um i don't have the list in front of me i know contra costa county is one of them no well their contra costa county always does stuff like that they were one of the first for tobacco 21 weren't they in california probably yeah yeah, there. It's it seems bad, and and again, participation seems kind of low. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So we're we're following that in other places, but you know, obviously, San Francisco is kind of a huge deal. Yeah. Um, they they all like New York. San Francisco likes to consider themselves influential in terms of policies that other municipalities will adopt, and even states. But they kind of are. <laughs> so they definitely they are. Should. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I also, while we're on the municipal level, okay. um, Heartland, Wisconsin, the village board, I believe is the official way to say that, okay. um, is continuing their hearings mm-hmm. on the uh, on coordination. Right. Um, they had a hearing, I guess, last mm-hmm. night um, from like five o'clock until nine o'clock central time. Mm-hmm. And uh, this will resume. Uh, they had they had hearings today. Mm-hmm. I am not sure. The one that, that happened last night was broadcast. Um, Heartland, the village of Heartland has a, a YouTube okay. uh, page. So if you're curious about that hearing, you can check it out on YouTube. Um, I know that there were, I, I think last night, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Steyer and Lou Ritter yeah. Uh, provided testimony. Uh, I did see a picture of Aaron Bieber today. 
I think he, I don't know if he testified last night or today. Um, the hearing is concluded for today, but okay. uh, <clears throat> um, it will begin again tomorrow, Saturday at uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow. Apparently they will be posting the live link at 8.30 a.m. Okay. I'm also assuming that's central time. Okay. Um, so you can look up the village of Heartland on the Google um, yeah. <laughs> and find out all the information that you if, would like if, to you, if you'd like to follow that. If you happen to be listening in chat, the link is in the chat. Super. Um, so, yeah. Good thing. Um, I, I've heard it was amazing. I haven't had a chance to watch any of that yet. I've been kind of busy with work and school and stuff. So um, that is what I plan to do tomorrow. I took a vacation day for specific things, and that was one of them. I was, called, on that. I, I was called a nerd earlier <laughs> I, at least a couple weeks ago because i was going back and reviewing a committee hearing in alaska which i'll get to on that but um but that's you taking a vacation day to watch this to watch the coverage from uh heartland wisconsin that's that's super nerd yeah well uh, hey <laughs> have you, <laughs> have you met saying. me yeah. we've uh, never you... met we've I never know. met no i know yeah, we'll it's this that. wonderful, it's this wonderful retail job. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll buy a root beer. Awesome. Jimmy, I'll buy your root beer. All right. Fantastic. Um. Yeah, I did watch a little bit of it. I see very chiming in here. I watched a little bit of it live too, and I I will probably go back and watch. <laughs> but I'm not going to take it. I mean, for me, it's it's my job, so it doesn't yeah. require a day off. Um, it does for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, <clears throat> uh, I'm actually waiting for the recording for the New York City Council hearing as well. That will be available. Um, I'll share that link when it comes awesome. up. <clears throat> um, be worth seeing. That'll, oh, that's always good to see those. Yep. So uh, before we move on to the federal stuff, we got a couple of state things to um, address. Uh, the easy one is Indiana. Um, the Indiana SB1 is, is, is passed and law, and you can get back into Indiana. Um, I think there are some details about it, but um, I, I would encourage everyone to look up the Indiana Smoke Free Association okay. and see, you know, what details they're providing. I believe I did get a message from, from Amy. Um, yeah, it's not as simple as just selling it into Indiana. There's, I think, a process. Okay. Um, but uh, if you are interested, um, let's see, uh, May 5th, at 2 okay. p.m. Eastern, um, there's going to be some background about how this became law. There's, it's a webinar, um, so uh, check it out. If I don't know how open to the public it is, uh, I, I assume they might limit this to ISFA members or okay. um, you know other people that have been specifically contacting them. I, I'm not sure, but um, so there there are details and there are things uh, to um, that you know, people need to understand right. in order to uh, get back into Indiana. Um, so, <clears throat> um, Indiana, great news. Um, 
and look for details on that. So uh, the other bills uh, I had mentioned earlier, um, Alaska SB3. Yes. I'm not entirely clear what's going on. The regular session in Alaska is supposed to end today, I believe. Okay. Um, it's Alaska's what four hours behind, so um, you know it's still two o'clock something there. Uh, but uh, SB sixty three, which was you know expanding the indoor clean air law in Alaska, mm-hmm. um, it moved out of the uh, community and regional affairs committee. Um, and is now in judiciary, but the next avail, like there was supposed to be, there's supposed to be a meeting today at 1 PM. It's listed as no meeting scheduled. There's the next opportunity for a meeting is next week. There's no meeting scheduled. So uh, I'm not entirely clear as to when a hearing is going to happen. And I'm still not clear on whether or not today is a hard stop for the legislature. Um, so uh, that's where we're at. It's still in committee. Okay. Um, and apparently the end of the session is coming up. Um, mm-hmm. The other bill, um, but the other bit of good news is Pennsylvania yes. SB 508 uh, from Senator Bartolotta yes. is uh, moving right along, which is great. Yes. Um, I, I don't know where it's going next, but it was heard in the Senate Finance Committee this week, uh, I believe Wednesday, uh, and it received nine yes votes and only three no votes. Wow. So that's a great start for this bill. Yes. And um, uh, I, I will need to update our engagement to send uh, send some thank yous to the yes votes and send some please support this bill emails to the rest of the Senate. Yeah. Um, Excellent. So uh, that's that. So we're moving right along to all the news that everybody really wants to know about, which is <laughs> what's going on with the Cole Bishop amendment. Okay. And what's all this stuff I'm hearing about the Duncan Hunter bill. Um, first, uh, the House passed a continuing resolution today mm-hmm. that funds the government for another week. And this is until May 5th. Okay. Till Cinco de Mayo. Hey. Hey, party time. <laughs> um, and what's happening this weekend is uh, everybody's going to get together and mm-hmm. they're going to work it out. And there's going to be a bill by Monday. Um, that's, that's, I think that was the demand given to the House of Representatives today, um, or the Senate's doing it. I'm not exactly sure who's doing it, but they're <laughs> going to have a budget bill on Monday and they're going to vote on it on Friday. Okay. So if I have this correctly, after the weekend, we should know whether or not we're in. Okay. Right now, we're still we're still in play. Um, Representative Tom Cole, um, I guess, kind of confirmed that this morning on C-SPAN. Um, okay. Actually, Gregory Conley called in 
<laughs> and asked him about it. Um, and, nice. and Representative Cole's response was, we're still in play. So um, nice. I, I want to say it's good news. I'm sort of impartial at this point because I don't want to get everybody too excited to the point where it was like, we, we win. Um, you know, we don't, nothing's final about this. Not yet. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they still got the weekend to derail the country. Um, so, um, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, so we're just waiting to hear, um, you know, about all of that this right. weekend and, you know, still, you know, by all means, make phone calls, send emails. Um, you know, we, we put, we put out a, uh, a very, very easy phone call engagement this right. week. Um, it is, it's on, you know, august8th.org. Mm -hmm. If you, if you look at the, there's that, that kind of dark gray box to the right, or if you're on the mobile site, uh, I guess it's below. Right. You know, one of them looks like a little envelope and the other one looks like a telephone. Mm -hmm. If you click or tap on the telephone, we'll call you. How easy is that? Everybody's going nuts about resist bot. Right. Um, how about we give you a phone call and just, you know, there's a phone robot that will connect you to your awesome. lawmakers. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's, this is, you know, part of what we invested in this year. So um, take full, anybody that is, is just not <clears throat> savvy, you know, internet savvy to, to, to look up phone numbers for their representatives. Um, mm -hmm. We're just, we've taken the guesswork out of it for you. So um, it is very easy. I tested it. I had to, you know, I had to actually put the whole thing together. Um, right. So it's, uh, it is very easy and, um, and not a lot of people have taken advantage of it, which is to me kind of disappointing, but yeah. um, I, I, but I'm, I'm also a bit relieved because we only have so much, you know, there, there's only, we only have so many credits for this thing. So um, right. if, if people don't use it, you know, and then it just doesn't cost us anything, but um, but I would prefer that people actually get in touch with their lawmakers and this is a very easy way to do it. So, um, uh, so yeah, by all means, continue the phone calls through the weekend and sending emails. Um, they're, they're going to be working on this stuff. Good. And of course, you know, um, moving right along, uh, we, we talked about the Duncan Hunter bill mm -hmm. last week. And uh, I, I just kind of want to reiterate a couple of things um, because I have had a couple of conversations with people and I'm not, uh, I, I know that, you know, this is breaking news to a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, nobody, you know, I, I think a couple of people have talked about this bill in the past couple of months right. um, and talked about it in very strange ways. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty much the extent of, you know, the, the quote unquote coverage that it's received. Um, okay. Certainly, you know, we have not been talking about it specifically. Um, and the, the reason for that has been, you know, we need to put our effort behind the, you know, things that are going to give us immediate relief. Right. Um, namely the Cole Bishop amendment. So, mm -hmm. um, but for those who are sort of just joining the conversation, yes. Congressman Duncan Hunter from California mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, 
has introduced the Cigarette Smoking Reduction and Electronic Vapor Alternatives Act of 2017. Uh, this would effectively remove us from the existing tobacco regulations, create separate regulations for vapor products, um, also requires a comparative risk assessment for all tobacco products um, and um, uh, some other stuff. And, oh, sets some standards uh, for uh, vapor products, okay. uh, namely uh, e-liquid. Mm -hmm. So that being the case, I think, you know, my, my summation doesn't really do it justice, but you know, I think that, that people should be aware that this is, this is the start. I mean, this is about as, I think bare bones as is appropriate for something like this to start. Mm -hmm. um, there are still some things that need to get worked out. I have had a conversation with um, Hunter's office and they're aware that things need to be you know, continue this bill, we got to work the bill, things need to be hashed out a bit more. Um, but you just you got to get it in somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I don't, I, I haven't heard, you know, any amazing explanation as to why it needed to come out this week. Um, but it did. And, and so here we are. Mm -hmm. Um one of the things that I think people may not understand, uh, if you're new to politics, if you're new to um, the legislative process, you may not understand the legislative process. Um, and uh, it's important to keep in mind, you know, we're not, you know, this, this bill isn't dedicating uh, a street to you know, a fallen hero. Um, we're not establishing uh, a national, well, I guess a, a federal holiday would be kind of a bigger deal, but um, you know, this is not, this is not a simple bill. Right. It may seem simple to you. People might read this language and say, Oh, this is awesome. This is what I want. Support that. And think that that's that we're done. Um, it's not, that just gets amended. There are concessions given. It's it's an interesting process. Yeah, um, it, it all of you know the the stakeholders are going to come in, and you know we're going to start seeing pressure and politics played by the body part groups, mm -hmm. but the body part um, the body part league, uh, <laughs> and and others. Right. Uh, you're going to see some some very vocal opposition to this. Oh, yeah. uh, they're and they're going to continue the narrative of the further weakening FDA's authority to keep children safe. Yeah. Um, and 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 yeah, like you said, there's I mean, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be concessions and horse trading, and um, you know, hopefully things stay relatively intact. Hopefully, you know, after a period of time, we end up with a bill that actually does improve things. Yes. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of work that's going to go into this. That yeah. being said, it should be clear to everyone that this is going to take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, I know that someone had spoken about this bill uh, as if it was going to take 60 days to pass. Uh, <laughs> that's, 
you know, I no, it's I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Um, uh, we're, we're dealing with a, with a highly controversial topic, and um, Years. this is this is something that could, you know. I expect this to take more than two years. Yeah, um, exactly. I, I, I'm happy to be wrong, by the way. So, I, I you know, don't take this as gospel. But I, I, wrong. I yeah, I'm. I, I, if if next week, you know, we come back and I, I've got, you know, some sort of intel saying, nope, this is going to get done in sixty <laughs> days. I'm happy to share that with people. But you know, right yeah. now, I think the conventional um uh you know, wisdom on this says uh you know this this could take many years to get done yes. and you know one of the reasons why we're not you know out in the street banging pots and pans is because uh number one we realize that this is going to take a long time mm -hmm. uh but number two uh if we throw our full weight behind something like this now um I think there's potential to lose sight of the fact that there are still kinks that need to be worked out in this. Yeah. Um, there, there is a, a more, I think there's a more friendly and deliberate way to go about gaining broad support for this bill. Right. Um, and that's something that's going to happen, you know, I think out of the, you know, a lot of that's going to happen out of the view of, of, you know, the general public. Right. Um, those are those are meetings that you know constituents have with their representatives yeah. and um, and there's some coalition building that goes on and there's a lot of work that goes into this um, and and of course you know once those coalitions are formed and people keep talking about it you know more things are talked about with the substance of the bill and certain things need to get ironed out and sure. again we're back to this whole it takes it takes time mm -hmm. but you know also in putting full weight behind the bill now means that we're not talking about the things that the industry needs today. Well, I mean, right, if, this right. take, if this takes two years, won't the industry be mostly gutted by that point? Yeah, I mean, if we don't see some, if we don't start seeing movement towards relief this year, and I mean like in the next, you know, four to six months, okay. I, I'm probably pushing it with four months. Um, if, if we don't start seeing movement towards some sort of relief, you know, even the big vapor companies are going to start They're They need to start making plans to wind down their business so that they don't lose their shirts. These are, you know, they're not just, it's not, it's not just going to get to August 8th and everybody says, well, we didn't, you know, we didn't get what we needed from, from Congress. So let's turn the lights off and go home. That's not how a business yeah. goes out of business. Nope. Um, you know, people that, that, people that do that end up poor and without a place to live yeah. um, and, and, and screwed out of potentially millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, so, you know, no, the, you know, these folks are going to have to start making plans yeah. to, you know, dismantle their business and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and, and those plans take time. And you're going to, you know, if, if we don't see relief this year, I think you're going to start seeing people do that starting in, you know, August and September. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. I apologize. I was doing that annoying thing where I 
vape into the microphone. I do um, that all the time. You don't need to <laughs> apologize. I always feel like I should apologize too, but then I'm like, well, it's a vaping podcast, so <clears throat> it's a, this part is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, uh, I'm looking forward to engaging on the Duncan Hunter bill as we move forward. Certainly, Casaw has a huge stake in this, yeah. and um, you know, we we everybody you know, wants something like this to happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, I'm probably going to bring this up every Friday until okay. the end of time, because, uh, <laughs> you know, this, this, that's the thing with breaking news. It sort of takes a time. I, I guarantee you at some point next week, somebody's going to post something up like, did you guys see this? It's amazing. <laughs> um, and you know, people are going to have to chime in and be like, yeah, it, you know, yeah. no, calm down let's talk about it um and and we'll you know bring you up to speed and hopefully at some point next week we find out that we're that we're saved to some extent in the the budget yeah well i mean i i think i think that would uh that would definitely be good news um i i will certainly say um at least on the vaping front I, i feel you know, optimistic that there's forward momentum somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've seen ground kind of won back in, yeah. in Kansas, Indiana is mm-hmm. huge. I mean, that's not necessarily on, I think the merits of vaping. It, it, I think that more has to do with just how corrupt the Indiana legislature is, <laughs> um, or, or was, I don't know, but, um, and 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 I hopefully you know we're seeing this positive momentum in Pennsylvania. Yes. Um, we also you know actually I didn't I'm not going to get into it because I wasn't following in that, it that closely. But we have our third Tobacco 21 bill, actually maybe the fourth uh, that has failed, and yeah. that was in Vermont. Yeah, and I mean I'm very happy, and I think well I mean isn't Vermont part of the Free State Project? I don't know. I think Vermont is part of the Free State Project, so it really wouldn't surprise me if the um, the voluntarists, voluntarists, I, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but if the people who are um, anarcho-capitalists uh, really got involved in, in trying to beat that down. Interesting. Because of uh, personal liberties. Yeah, they're, um, they're on it. I'll have to go back and research it and see what I can see from uh, committee hearing stuff. And uh, that's interesting, but yeah. And I'm, and I'm certainly curious as to, you know, why particular States fail to pass tobacco 21. It usually ends up being the, the, the you know, the personal liberty personal argument. Freedoms. Yeah. yeah. It's a valid argument. You can go take a bullet. You should be able to smoke. <laughs> yeah. Or vape or, or in my opinion, drink. Yeah, it it is. You know, it's one of those. It is one of those things. I, it's I, I I don't see. Um, I I don't know if they would ever raise the age to vote to twenty one, uh, and I, I don't think the military would particularly like raising the age to join the military <laughs> to twenty one. I don't think um, they would either. But you know, there's similar arguments. I mean, I understand that there are some there are young people out there who, you know, they they grow up and they say I'm I'm going to grow up and I'm going to I'm going to join the army. 
Uh, and that's, that is, you know, where their heart takes them. Mm -hmm. But I think there are also other adults. The argument can be made that, um, you know, these young people, again, their brain is not fully developed. They may not <laughs> really know that, uh, they may not fully understand the risks of joining the military and yet they do it anyway. Yes. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be a prick about this. I just, no, I, mean, no. I think, I think that's a real thing, but you know, no, it's not I, something no, that uh, I, you know, people may, may want to talk about. You're not, I'm probably the most anti-war person you'll ever meet. So, um, I mean, it's a valid argument. If the brain is not fully developed, then perhaps we should dissuade young people from entering the military as well. Yeah. It, that seems like it's a, highly volatile and risky situation yeah live ammunition being fired at you you know ordinance disposal all that sort of thing that just doesn't seem like a healthy environment yeah i i i, I tend to sort of go the other way with this and, and i actually haven't followed up with this group at all and i'm by, by follow up i mean check in and see what they're posting about or writing about but uh there is a group out there that is trying to get the voting age dropped to 16 and huh. you know and and you think about it and um you know once you're 16 typically when you're 16 uh you can enter the workforce um drive a car. you can drive a car you're paying taxes yep. but you are not able to vote and you're not being represented in taxation without representation is kind of frowned upon <laughs> right so um i mean let's you know consider going the other way with all of this stuff um you know when you're 16 maybe that's when you're an adult uh you know certainly if you can enter the workforce and pay taxes then you know maybe you're eligible to do other things um yeah. no but nobody nobody i think agrees with that but <laughs> well I, I mean it's it's certainly a valid argument to be made yeah you know, if, if you're going to go by strictly by age if some people are more mature that age than others it's just hard to tell and maybe that should be conditional do you have a job and do you drive a car if the answer is yes then you, know, you should you then you can, you can join the army you can join the army you can smoke and you can vote <laughs> how does that sound <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> might get more kids working early who knows yeah, maybe but uh yeah we probably shouldn't litigate that on the Kassaw podcast but <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, it was it was I was taking the farcical outlook to its natural although insane off the cliff conclusion right So on that note, which seemed to be <laughs> somewhat uplifting, I'm sure um, I, I think that's all I have for this week. All right. Well, thank you for everything you do for us, Alex and thank you for testifying in New York. Mm -hmm. It's much appreciated. And we will see you next Friday. Awesome. All right. Have a great right. weekend. You Thank too. You. Thanks. Bye-bye. See ya. You can get Kassah's podcast at kassah.org. You can get Kassah's podcast at um, the Kassah SoundCloud page. You can also get Kassah's podcast by going to Apple Podcasts and typing in Casa, uh, Casa uh, Media, and the podcast feed will pop up for you, and you should be able to subscribe in your podcast app, so you will always know what's going on with Casa. Uh, 